All right, Tony, picture this. New movies for 1994's Blank Man mm-hmm. and 1993's The Meteor Man. I see it, Tad. I see it. I am I got a so in love with this project. We've been talking about this one for a couple of weeks now. Yeah, we have. And it's like it's one of those that kept getting bumped because we were like, I'm not done with this. <laughs> yeah, yet. I wasn't. I wasn't done. My, my <laughs> Meteor Man. I'm like, oh, I, I just went to town with it. It was. It these amazing. both of these movies. It's one of those things like when like I'm pitching sequels. I don't know about you, but I'm pitching sequels. Yeah, I'm pitching sequels too, yeah. I didn't have to go back and watch these movies because I right, saw I them so many right. times as a right, kid. Right. It was one of those they were always on TV. Yeah. So it's like I loved Blank Man and when I talk about Blank Man now there's like a handful of people that remember that movie. Mm-hmm. Same thing with The Meteor Man. When I I saw that the other day it was on one of the streamers a couple of months ago and I went, "Oh my gosh." Yeah. I was so excited to find the meteor. The man one thing again. I remember from Blank Man is slap me around and call me Susan. <laughs> yes. Had enough, Susan? <laughs> oh, I remember that from the tra- the movie trailer. That was oh hilarious. man. So what we'll do is since we're and this is the first time we've ever done two movies in the same That's true. episode. That's true. Uh so and it's what it's basically because we were like, you know, they're similar. They're so similar, right? That and they're back we wanted to, back, to like yeah. Ninety three, ninety four. Like, when anybody who's a fan of Blank Man is also a fan of the Meteor Man, right? That's really right. how it works, right? Um, so I'm gonna, I'll, I'll do one. You'll do one. Okay. And I'll do so. I'll do Blank Man. We'll start with Blank Man. Okay. So I'll do my Blank Man pitch. You can hit pitch your Blank Man, and then we'll go into the Meteor Man. Okay, that's fine. All right. So both the minor sequels. So we'll start with. Blank Man 2. Okay. All right. Um, the the official title, are you ready for this? I'm ready. Blank Man 2, Saving the City Again. Hmm. Right. That, it lives in the comedy realm because it's like, it, was, it, it wasn't necessarily a spoof on superhero movies, mm-hmm. but it was definitely a comedic take. So Saving the City Again has a very Police Academy type right, feel to right, me. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so that's what I wanted. So in this sequel to uh, Blank Man, we catch up. With with Daryl Walker, mm-hmm. who has retired from crime fighting, mm-hmm. uh, after his last adventure nearly cost him his life. Okay, so that's why he's retired. However, when his city is once again threatened by a new villain, Daryl must come out of retirement, don his blank man suit once more to save the day. This time, he's not alone though. He's joined by a new sidekick, a tech savvy and quick witted teenager. Hmm. And I will tell you who that is in just a few minutes. Okay. Okay. So we'll get into it. The movie opens with a montage of news footage showing the escalating crime and chaos in the city. Okay. So you're seeing that crime is getting worse. He, you know, blank man before he retired, he had kind of gotten things under control. Right. We see robberies, explosions, car chases, uh, city's residents cowering in fear. Meanwhile, we catch up with Daryl Walker, famously blank man. Mm-hmm. Um, He's retired from his superhero duties. He's now running a small repair shop. He was great with the gadgets. Mm -hmm. Now he's running a small repair shop. His Mm -hmm. former love interest, Kimberly, is now married to somebody else. Oh, they didn't get married. They didn't get married. And she has a teenage daughter named Maya who will become his sidekick. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Right? So she's a tech genius. She's a fan of Blank Man's heroics. She's gr- She grew up hearing the tales of That's Blank so Man from her mother. Up. I'm sad, Tad. I know. Because the- I'm like, 
In my mind, I'm thinking if I was him, I'd be like, man, this could have been my daughter. This could have been my daughter. Exactly. And that's why he takes her under his wing mm -hmm. because it's that connection to Kimberly. He still has a love for her, right? Oh. But it's that, you know, he never would get into relationship. I think the reason he she got married to somebody else is because he never would commit because of the superhero curse. Right. You know, the fact that if your loved ones, your loved ones are, are going to be the ones that are targeted. So right. he didn't want to bring that on her, but he still loves her. Right. And he's, he's, he's seen, he's watched uh, Kimberly's daughter grow up from afar but she's always been right there you know because of what he's involved in as daryl walker right? right right so one day maya visits daryl's shop shows him a video of a new villain the master mysterious dark master hmm. right who is behind the recent wave of crimes daryl initially refuses to help but maya convinces him to come out of retirement and fight dark master and become blank man again that's cool i liked it right i liked that that's so cool. you see, you see Daryl, he finally right. puts his glasses on <laughs> and he, you know, you can see David Wayans get into this, right? Right. So he finally goes in and he dusts off his blank man suit. He finds it in the back of the closet, dusts it off and begins training Maya to be his sidekick. Wow. Yeah. Cause what is David Allen Greer was his sidekick in the first one. Right. So, but he starts the training other the other guy. Yeah. So he starts training Maya. Maya creates new gadgets, mm -hmm. new weapons to help him fight crime, including a high-tech backpack that can turn into a jetpack and a laser gun that oh, shoots wow. out foam to immobilize their enemies. That's cool. That's right? Cool. So as they take on Dark Master's henchmen, Blank Man and Maya grow closer and develop a father-daughter type relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, they also discover that Dark Master is actually a disgruntled former scientist who was fired from his job and is seeking revenge against the city. Hmm. Uh, in the climatic final battle, Blank Man and Maya face off against Dark Master and his army of robots. Of course, Maya's gadgets prove to be invaluable as they take down the robots, and Blank Man uses his intelligence and quick thinking to outsmart Dark Master. In the end, Blank Man and Maya save the city. They become beloved heroes. And uh, in the final scene, Daryl and Maya return to his repair shop where they're greeted by Kimberly. Of course, proud of their heroics. Daryl and Kimberly share a heartfelt moment where they acknowledge their past relationship and their love for Maya. And then as the credits roll, we see Daryl and Maya tinkering with new gadgets, planning their next adventure. That's good. I like that. Right? I love that blank man. Like, I got chills. That's a cool sequel. I like it. So, uh, I, I turned to AI to see if we could cast this okay. role. And it, it, it kind of pulled up the the, the, the usual uh, Marseille Martin, we've had casting right. a couple of ours. Right. Storm right. Reed, uh, Yara Shahidi. Yeah. But I think I settled on this one. Best known for her role on Disney Channel's Jesse and Bunked, Sky Jackson. Okay. Because I think she can, because she's small, she's right. slight, but she can play that spunky teenager, right. you know, right. even though she's still, she's in her early to mid 20s at this right. point. But right. I think she can really, you know, she's young. I think she can play that young, spunky. I mean, you got to think, though. The original movie's 30 years old. Yeah. She could be late teens and be right, okay. Right, right, right. You know, right, so right. we could have her in her late teens and still be okay. Right, right. But that's, that's cool. my, and I think you still bring the other guy back in as a, on a, on occasion, you may be in a cameo type role or, you know, maybe you see the other guy's suit hanging next to blank man's right. suit. Right, but David Allen Greer doesn't have a big role in it. Not a huge role. Right. Like I said, he may be around. Maybe you could flip it around and the reason that blank man hung up his suit is because. Something happened to his brother. The other guy got killed in the last battle. Oh, that's that's pretty dark. That's dark. <laughs>
Right. Maybe. And then, and then here's, here's another twist I'm thinking about is like, you know, it's one of those things as you talk about, like we talked about power Rangers last week, mm-hmm. as you talk things out, maybe you, you find a, a new twist. Maybe dark master is my father. Brother? Oh, Oh, it's her father. Wow. Could be her father. Could be his brother. Could maybe wow. maybe he's turned to the. Be, but yeah. I, I like the I like the twist that it could be her father. Then at the end, you have that moment, like in she the final battle, him. the unmasking moment. Right. She realizes it's her dad, mm-hmm. and you know she's like, "No, right. you know, whatever." Right. But that's what leads Kimberly to find Daryl at his shop when right. they come back. That's cool. And then they and then they can right. then they can renew their loving their love. Right. Uh, story. I like that. So anyway, that's my pitch for Blank Man Two: Saving the City well, again. Another twist would be that that girl's been his all along. Oh my gosh! And she just left because he would never stop. Like she didn't tell him because right. she knew that he would stop. He would stop being a crime fighter, and she couldn't have that on her conscience right. because the city needed him. Right. Oh my gosh! I love it. <laughs> Daryl, I have to tell you something. Oh, right at the very end, yeah, that'd be good. Maya is your daughter. Oh my that'd be god, good. dude, I love this. <laughs> that'd be good. That'd be oh good. man, I want to see these. I really want to see all these movies that we're making. <laughs> right, 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 right. They'll never see the light of day. We don't know that. We don't know that. I'm not claiming that. We're gonna see them somehow. One of these days. All right, Tony, right, what's my, your pitch for Blank mine Man? Mine is Blank Man Two: The Next Generation. It is is also a sequel. It takes place in 2029. Oh, so you're looking like 36 30, years, 36 35, 36 years. Yeah. Uh, okay, so mine's is not in as much detail as Tad's. My, my meteor man is, but <laughs> not my, my blank man. So my blank man, I'm just going to go ahead and say, the cast is Daryl Walker. Uh, um, there's going to be blank man's son. Oh, I like it. Who is a former soldier. Did you leave Kimberly and Daryl together? They are married. So that's so Kimberly is his mom. Oh my yes, gosh, Kimberly I love is his it. mom. She's no longer like a street reporter. She's news anchor now. I like it. Um, David Allen Greer's character, Kevin Walker, is not a cameraman anymore. He's a news anchor too. He anchors the news with his sister. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but is he's, it like 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 a nightly news or like yeah, a morning like a show news, type? Like a nightly news. Okay, I like it. Um, um, Daryl uh, Daryl Walker Senior is a teacher now. Um, his son is a former soldier. Play, so uh, Daryl Walker Sr. is played by Damon Waynes, who was the original Blank Man. Blank man. Um, Damon Waynes Jr. I was about to say, if you don't <laughs> cast Damon Waynes Jr. as his son. Damon Waynes Jr. <laughs> plays Daryl Walker Jr., who's a former soldier. Um, Kevin Walker is played by David Allen Greer again. Uh, Kimberly Jones Walker is played by Robin Givens. Um, and Jenna, bring it back the original cast. Yeah, I like Brad, this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Walker is going to be played by David Allen Greer's daughter. Oh, I love Louisa it. Louisa Danby Greer Kim. I, li- I like she, how you keep it in the family, yeah, too. So, so, you know, it's, it's a, a new group. Um, Blank Man has been retired for years now. Kevin Walker walked away from that because he was tired of being second fiddle as the other guy. And um, he found a spotlight of his own. Right. Yeah. And, and him and his brother are estranged from each other. Oh, no. Even though their daughter and son are like brother and sister. So she's really close oh, man. with her cousin. Um, so Michael Michael the suit Manelli was the one who had their grandmother killed. Right, had, yeah. Uh, uh, Daryl and Kevin's grandmother killed. So we have, pic- you know, you see pictures of Lord, a, a thin pig. Um, um, hang on, let me see. Liam Fig Pig as um, 
been big pin as Eleanor Walker, you know, in their houses and stuff. Um, Jennifer Walker visits her aunt and uncle Daryl and Kim all the time because you know she her mom left Kevin. Oh, so Jennifer, I mean Kimberly, Kimberly Jones is like her mom, right? So that's why she's so close with her cousin. And um, and the fact that he was a soldier, he probably been overseas, right? And, right. You know, and and you and that distance helps you grow closer, right, As relatives, right. yeah. So, um, Jimmy Minnelli's son is the new mobster. Oh, again, keeping it in the family. Right. And he wants revenge on on Blank Man, even though Blank Man's been gone forever. But he knows who Blank Man saved all the time, and it was Kimberly Jones. The news anchor. So he's he so, he grew up with the stories. Right, he knows so the he story knows about the... that. So he 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 blows up the TV station and it injures Kimberly. Oh. Doesn't kill her, but it injures her. So the you know the, the mobs are like running wild over and they say that this supposedly took place in Chicago. So I based this in Chicago, and so. Daryl Walker Jr. decides, well, it's time to bring Blank Man back. And his dad's like, no, don't do that. You know, that tore me and your uncle apart. Just leave it alone. Wow. And Daryl's like, no, I'm doing it. And his cousin, Jennifer, says, I'm going to help you. I'm going to do it too. Oh, man. Even though her dad's forbade her to for, do, do any superheroics. So she comes up with the new gadgets and stuff. There's um, a new, uh, two new state-of-the-art Blank Cycles. Nice. Um, and they have a J5. Oh, and guess who their J5 is? Number Johnny 5 from Short Circuit. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so so those things are, are happening. Uh, they have the, um, the jet-powered roller skates. They have a new version of the electric new, new chucks, new chucks and everything. <laughs> and they go after... Um, Jimmy Minnelli to seek revenge for him, him hurting her mom. Wow. And, you know, you, you see them taking on the mob together, Blank, Blank Man and the other gal. I because love Because her it. dad was the other guy. Yes. And, you know, as the movie goes along, you know, Kevin and Daryl end up having to, you know, come back together. They end up like, reconciling. And they're like yeah. the tech guys. Like they're the they're on the, they're the guys side. behind the computer. Yeah, they're yeah. behind the computer. So they're <laughs> helping their kids fight crime and stop um, the 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 new villain Jimmy Minnelli. And so that's that's my take on. Could you Black see? Man I can I can see this a training montage <laughs> with with Daryl training his son how to right, be Blank Man. Right. And he's just like Dad, <laughs> Dad. I'm a soldier. <laughs> But you have that old school yeah, like 80s, yeah, 90s like, slow mo montage <laughs> in sequence, yeah. you know, with the music playing <laughs> right, in the background. Right, right, right. Like that would be a great yeah, mo- yeah, like, you have, be a great You nod. have the 80s music playing for, for Daryl Sr. And yeah. then Daryl Jr. is like, uh uh-uh, uh, we do something different. And they put the modern <laughs> put a, music on, modern it's hip-hop, like yeah. hard rock rap and stuff. And him and his cousin are like, and then his dad is like, oh, um, right. <laughs> right, right, right. I don't know if I like this. Right, right. But yeah, that's 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 my take on that. I love it. I like how you said it wasn't in depth, and you're like, you yeah, pulled out not, seven, eight yeah, minutes of not, it. <laughs> like that not. was really good. That was. I can see your. I can see your. You used fa- f- uh, small font for your. Uh, meteor oh my man. meteor man! Oh my meteor man! So I switched it. My meteor man is kind of you know to the point. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I love you. I love your blank man. Thank you. It's Thank really you. good. I like. I like keeping it in the, the family. family. Yeah. That was like cool. how you know. 
it gets, it's passed down. And on top of that, not just in the story, but also in the casting. In the casting, right, right, right. I love it. <laughs> All right, now on to The Meteor Man, 1993. Mm-hmm. My 30-year follow-up <laughs> is The Meteor Man 2, Armageddon. Oh, I like that. Armageddon. I like that title. The beloved superhero Meteor Man must face off against a group of powerful villains known as the Chaos Syndicate, led by former baby lord turned supervillain, mm. Dr. Armageddon. I like that. Right? I like that. All right, so it's been years since Jefferson Reed, played by Robert Townsend, has saved his community from the gangs that terrorized it. Mm-hmm. The Golden Lords. Right. But now a new threat has emerged, a group of powerful villains called the Chaos Syndicate. Hmm. You said it's the Golden Lords, now the Chaos right. Syndicate. Right, right. They've arrived in the city, led by a mysterious figure known as Dr. Armageddon. Again, a former baby lord. We find out later he's a former baby lord. You know, so he's you know, he was in that right, he was in that, he was in that right, battle. Right, right, right. And right. now he's back to seek his revenge, essentially, That's right? I like that. As Jefferson tries to stop the syndicate's reign of terror, he discovers that Dr. Armageddon was one of the baby lords he defeated years ago, and Dr. Armageddon had been secretly working on a plan for revenge and has now gathered an army of supervillains to help him take over the city. Mm. So as Meteor Man has to fight against the Chaos Syndicate, he realizes he can't do it alone. And a museum has kept a piece of oh, that meteor. meteor. Wow. So he's he, you know, he's still you know got his, but they he has to recruit a new group, a new generation mm-hmm. of heroes to uh become meteor men. Wow. So he brings that meteor out and as he as he's gotten his recruits and they all they all touch it and they gain the meteor powers. Right. All, uh, and uh, we also have uh, a young man named Jamal who has been inspired by the heroics who wants to join in the fight. And that's who is the main uh, member of this new generation, okay. right? So together the heroes face off against the syndicate in a series of epic battles that will determine the fate of the city. And along the way, Jefferson must confront his own personal demons and repair his relationship with his vi- wife, played by Vanessa Williams, okay. who is skeptical of his superhero persona. Hmm. She's like, it's taking over type thing. you know. Right. right. Uh, as the final battle approaches, Jefferson and Jamal face off against Dr. Armageddon, who's become more powerful than ever before uh, because he's found his little taste right. of the meteor. And in a thrilling showdown, they finally defeat him and save the city from destruction. Right. Dr. Armageddon will be played by Michael B. Jordan. Okay, wow. Right? That's cool. So, of course, action-packed adventure. You have, uh, you're you're still in the same community. Mm -hmm. So you can have cameos by some of the people that were already there. Right. Obviously, Marla Gibbs is still alive. Marla Gibbs is still alive. James Earl Jones is still alive, but in poor health. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, Sinbad. Yeah. Poor health, though, might but keep him out of it. But you can also recruit a new batch of, of cameos. People, yeah. So you could have, like, uh, I'm seeing, like, um, uh, Keenan Thompson. Right. Could make a could make a cameo. He could right. be, because you got to have, you know, some some com- comedians to bring in some right. relief uh, right. around the community. Because all of those characters are so funny right. in the community. You know, right. so you have him, um, Anthony Anderson right. could be in there. You know, so just, you, you have a couple of, like, great comedians to balance out the the ones that we lost or the right. one, like Robert Guillaume is not yeah, not with us anymore right. so you kind of you balance out the ones we've lost the ones we can't get back some with some ones. young blood right. as well that's cool and uh and 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 it's kind of like it's it, it's kind of similar tropes as the last one 
but you bring in a new batch of young kids, so maybe Jamal can carry on the role of Meteor Man in the in the right. final day. You know, that's cool. I maybe like maybe uh, uh, Jefferson's you know lost his ability. He loses his ability to use the meteor powers in this last battle. Jamal has to take up the mantle of right. the Meteor Man. Right. So, I like it. I yeah, like short it. to the like point. It. There it is. The Meteor Man Armageddon. I like it. I was trying to be something less on the nose with the title. <laughs> but I was like, Armageddon, is the, the, that says final Arma battle. Right. And it's and it's that's Dr. Armageddon. Right. All right. Hold on to your britches. All right, here we go. Oh, man. Tony's okay. pitch for, for Meteor, Meteor Man. Man. So my mine doesn't have any subtitles. It's just called The Meteor Man 2. I it like will, it. It will take place in Chicago, Illinois, instead of Washington, D.C., which was the original was set. Uh, this is the year 2029, with 36 years after the first appearance of The Meteor Man. In this sequel, which is set 36 years after the original uh, movie, and let me say, uh, 1993, this movie came out. It was written, directed, co-produced, and starring Robert Townsend. Right. <laughs> and it was one of the earliest superhero films to feature an African-American in a starring role. Yeah. So here we go. A large green meteor has slowly been heading towards Earth for a few months. This is in 2029. And the closer it gets, the more it complicates the lives of Chicago and Jefferson Reed Jr., his girlfriend Sarah Gordon, and those that call they call family and associates. As long dormant powers and abilities begin to emerge in Jefferson Jr., his mentor and father's best friend, Michael Anderson, played by Eddie Griffin. Who, yeah, from the first from the first movie, lives in Chicago, becomes he begins sharing the story of his father as the meteor man, which Jefferson Jr. also thought was just some funny joke that his dad and Mike made up. Like a Halloween costume yeah, just type like, thing. Like, you know, just, this, this doesn't happen for real. This is just, <laughs> you know, y'all being ridiculous. Um, he also thought, you know, he thought this was some funny joke Mike, his dad, his grandparents, and the people who lived in their apartment complex came up with in order to scare the gangs and make their neighborhood safer. So he just thinks it's an urban legend. Just gotcha. some foolery. But as the meteor gets closer and closer, J.J. is able to fly into the sky one night, make his way back to his hometown to talk his father and his grandmother, Marla Gibbs, about the original Meteor Man. Did you see this? <laughs> Instant chills. The, the original Meteor Man. Realizing that his father truly was a superhero 36 years ago, J.J. decides to use his new powers to help those in need, especially in Chicago. His father, mother, and grandmother plead with him to wear a mask and keep his identity a secret. His father elaborates about how, you know, when he didn't have a mask, everybody was like, you can do this. We need you to do that. We need you to do that. So he's <laughs> right. just like, look, get a secret identity. It'll be better for you. Um, even they want, even want him to keep the secret um, safe from his girlfriend, Sarah, so she won't be put in danger. So wearing a green domino mask with what appears to be meteor craters scattered throughout the mask. Uh, JJ begins his crusade against crime as a more serious, focused, and disciplined superhero who is not afraid of heights and is able to maintain knowledge from the print word and use the following abilities, superhuman strength, speed and hearing, healing powers, flight, x-ray, laser vision, invulnerability, telekinesis, super breath, weather manipulation, and the ability to communicate with dogs and imbued fertility. JJ uses some of his abilities to help at shelters, help in food deserts by creating fruit and vegetable gardens, and help women who have been told they are barren and will never be able to have a baby. 
While JJ is using his powers for good, Sarah Gordon has a secret of her own. His girlfriend has a secret of her own. Her real name is Simone Kane. Oh. She is Simon Kane's daughter. <laughs> the original Golden Lord, yeah. leader of the Golden Lords. She has learned how to share her budding powers with gang members, creating green-eyed, brainless monsters who do her bidding, but at a cost, they burn up from within after two hours, leaving only an empty, dark, green, and black husk. The new meteor man causes quite the stir in Chicago, restoring hope to his residents as, he's drive back, as he drives back crime, destroys drug houses and shipments, apprehends bad guys, exposes corrupt law enforcement officers, government officials, and business owners, and fights this new wave of the GL's monsters. Concerned, J.J.'s parents and grandmothers visit him in Chicago and decide to stay with him for a while. The large green meteor which the government is trying to reach is heading straight in the trajectory of Chicago, unbeknownst to the rest of the world because of J.J.'s and Sarah's DNA because their fathers once had meteor powers. Exactly. So is it, are their, is their DNA is attracting it's the attracting meteor? It's attracting the meteor. And it's the actually giving is, the, like the closer it gets, the right, better, the stronger their, their powers get. Their powers they don't have to touch the meteor. Right. They it's just, it's, being it's just waking up their sails. Oh my the gosh, I love this. Um, so, which had been dormant uh, meteor powers from their father's DNA all along. The government remembers the 1993 meteor fight in Washington, D.C., and it wants to grab the new meteor before it crashes into Earth and regular civilians get superpowers. But with the appearance of the meteor man and the green monsters, they begin to wonder if the green meteor has already crashed before they can get their sights on the new one. Uh, everything comes to a head when the green monsters help being led by Goldilocks and Pirate, Don Cheadle Love and um, Big Daddy Kane. Is it, is it Big Daddy Kane? Let me make sure I got my list right. Um, Pirate is played by Big Daddy Kane and Goldilocks is Don Cheadle, reprising their roles from the original movie. Uh, accidentally lead the meteor man to Sarah's company because his girlfriend's like a CEO of a company, but this is just a shell corporation. And meteor man, the, the, the new meteor man comes face to face with his new enemy, his girlfriend, Sarah Gordon, who was revealed to be Simone Kane, the new leader of the new golden Lords and daughter of Simon Kane, wow. his father's former nemesis. Simone Kane goes into a rage when she sees the intruder and unleashes the fury of her, her powers on the meteor man who was trying to hold back and keep from hurting his girlfriend. The battle devastates downtown Chicago, but the meteor man, who is more patient, calm, and disciplined than Simone, is able to get the upper hand and knock her out. Before he can reach her, a black van pulls up and outsteps Simon Kang, Simone's father, who cradles his daughter and siphons off her powers. His youth is restored, and his daughter's injuries from her fight with the meteor man begin to open and cause her to begin to die. Simon Kane flies into the night sky, heading up to space to find a new green meteor and claim his power, claim its power for wow. himself. JJ's dad arrives as he's healing Simone. I can't leave her, Dad. I love her. Even if she is the meteor man's enemy, she's the woman JJ loves. He grabs his father's hand as he gives him some of his superpowers. He looks oh up towards gosh. the he looks up towards the green energy trail Simon Kane left behind. You got a bad guy to stop, Dad, and you're going to have to fly a lot higher than street level to do it. Because that was one of the yeah, things he's afraid up. of heights. Yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> he always flew up. low. Right. Jefferson Reed taps his chest and his clothes transform into his old meteor man suit. He shoots up through the sky and races after Simon Kang, who has a huge head start on reaching the new meteor. Jefferson shouts out to Simon Kang and fires multiple laser blasts into Simon, startling him. Simon slams Jefferson slams into Jefferson and throws him towards the moon. 
Simon floats over to the meteor and holds out his hand, drawing green energy from the meteor itself into himself. Meanwhile, on Earth, Simone finally comes around and comes face to face with JJ, who has changed back into his civilian clothes. His mom and grandmother are standing close by. JJ, I, Simone begins, I'm sorry. And he says, for lying to me about who you really are? And she says, I was only being Simone for my father, and you see what he did, what he just did to me. Sarah is who I really want to be, Meteor Man. JJ looked back at his mom and grandmother, and JJ says, you don't have to pretend with me. No, Simone says, you don't have to pretend with me. I can feel the energy of the meter coming, coming from you. Wow. I think I felt the meteor in our DNA since we first met. Is that, and he asks, is that why you were attracted to me and why you wanted to be with me? She says, no, it's because you have the heart of a hero. And from the look of things, your father needs a hero. Simone kisses JJ and she puts her hands on his chest. His meteor man outfit appears. Wow. Simone tells him to go help his father and JJ zooms into the air quickly into space. Simon King is now overflowing with meteoric energy. Having nearly drained the meteor drive of its energies, Jefferson finally emerges from deep within the moon's core and joins JJ's side. Two meteor men, Simon laughs. I am now a true golden lord and now a green god. Simon says as his classic yellow hair turns green and his eyes turn green. Whoa. You pathetic simpletons mean nothing and can't stop me now. The meteor man begins attacking um, Simon. The meteor men begin attacking Simon, the green god, from all sides, and they notice that his skin is starting to crack as he absorbs the last of the meteor energy. JJ grabs the drained meteor and slams it to Simon. JJ grabs his father and flies back to Earth. He tells his dad that Simon has pushed his limit, and from his microscopic scans of Simon, Simon's cells are breaking down. JJ and Jefferson try to reason with Simon, but he won't listen. He continues to attack the meteor man, and after slamming them into buildings, he sets his eyes on killing Paula and Maxine Reed, who are Marla Gibbs, and Alfred Woodard plays his mom. I love it. Um, to truly hurt the meteor man. Before the meteor man can confront Simon, Simone approaches her father, hugs him, and holds her hands out towards Jefferson Reed. She begins stealing Jefferson Reed's powers from him and pumping it through her father, who falls to his knees in agony. Stop! It's too much! Simon screams. No, Simone can't. No, Simon Kane, you have pumped poison and death through communities across this world for decades, and you were a terrible father, Simone says as she lifts him off the ground. The era of the Golden Lords ends with us. I'll make sure of it. Simone becomes pure green energy as her father completely disintegrates. She looks down at JJ. I loved you, and I always will. Thanks for letting me be Sarah and just be a regular person. Don't stop being a hero and always use your gifts wisely. JJ quickly flies towards Simone as she explodes. The energy left flows into JJ. As police and military soldiers begin to make their way towards the scene, JJ grabs his dad, mom, and grandmother and makes a quick getaway. Back at his apartment, JJ mourns the passing of Simone. The extreme amount of energy that entered his body seems at home with him. His cells happy and full of meteoric energy. His family consoles him and urges him to continue being Meteor Man because he was born to be a hero, just like Simone said. JJ wishes he knew where the green meteor that changed his family's lives came from. Away in another universe, years ago, we see a planet exploding with a single ship escaping. The planet explodes and huge chunks of the destroyed planet turn green and glow as they go th glow, grow through wormholes. You know where that is. 
It's Krypton. Krypton. The meteor all this time has been kryptonite. Oh my gosh. So, uh, JJ agrees with his parents to become the state meteor man. Epilogue. Months later, there are two signals in the night sky over Chicago. One with two green M's for Meteor Man, and the other with a silhouette of Blank Man and the other gal. Wow! They meet, the groups, the two groups meet on a rooftop with Mayor Harris Jr. from, um, from Blank Man to talk about combating crime together. Man. And that's the end of Meteor Man 2. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I was completely captivated. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Wait, I forgot to tell you all who Meteor Man is. <laughs> okay, so Jefferson Reed Jr., JJ, the Meteor Man, is played by Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, who played Black Manta in Aquaman and Dr. Manhattan in HBO miniseries Watchmen. Okay. Um, so he's a former soldier and a current gym trainer, a very in-demand one because of his looks and personalities. Um, when he's not holding personal trainings, he's providing trainings online. He is in peak physical condition, and in the past couple of months, he has noticed new unnatural powers, with, like we see it. Like new because it's in his thing. DNA. Yeah. Right. Like, and I like DNA. this because it's not acquired power. Right. It's, it's in their, natural. Right. It's because their, their father's... Holding that, having that green power, that meteor. For just enough. It, it, right. It's in their, in their DNA. Right. So when so they when were they born, yeah, they it passed down that to power. Kids. And they don't have and to And they don't have to it. hold it. The they meteor. have to be near right. it. They have to be near, right. So, um, again, Michael Anderson is played by Eddie Griffin. Simone Kane um, is the, um, I mean, yeah, so, so, um, Simon Kane, Roy Feigen reprises his role as Simon Kane. Uh, Simone Kane, Sarah Gordon, the secret leader of the Golden Lord to go by the GLs now is by uh, she's played by Megan Yvonne Tandy, who was a former Miss California USA. She was the fourth African American to hold that title in 55 years of the history of Miss California USA. Um, she was also a third runner-up for Miss USA 2007. Also appeared in Jane by Design, Teen Wolf, Survivor's Remorse. And more recently was in CW's Batwoman as Sophie Moore. Okay. Um, Sarah Gordon is a very successful Chicago businesswoman. JJ and her have been dating a little over two years. Uh, she's been using her business as a shell corporation to hide the fact that she's the daughter of Simon Kang and that she's the new leader now while her father's in prison. Um, Ted Reed um, will see uh, flashbacks of Robert Gilm as uh, Jefferson Reed's father. Um, Maxine Reed is played by Marla Gibbs. She's um, playing her role again. She's now living in a three-bedroom Washington, D.C. apartment with her son Jefferson and his wife Paula Reed. Um, Jefferson Reed again is played by, uh, Jefferson Reed Sr. is played by Robert Townsend. He's a professor at a prestigious African-American college where he met his wife nearly 40 years ago. And his wife, Paula Reed, is played by Alfred Woodard, who's a professor, and she's Jefferson Sr.'s wife and mother of J.J. Um, Pirate comes back. It's Big Daddy Kane reprising his role from the original movie, and Goldilocks is played by Don Cheadle. Man, I love that. Solid casting, too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I no, really got into it. No wonder it. that took you two, <laughs> yeah, three I'm weeks like, to yeah, write. I'm like, I got really into it. I, was like, I like, I you, I like adding the dialogue in there. That, oh, yeah. That yeah. Really I could have wrote picture. the script. I really could have wrote the script. I was, <laughs> I was trying to, I was like, okay, just, just summarize, summarize. But I could see it while I was writing it. I'm like, 
Oh my goodness! Like, be... And as you're telling the story, I'm like, I'm visualizing it. That's that's a movie that could really sell. I'm telling you, Robert Townsend's calling me this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as this writer's strike is over, oh, we'll get you a deal. Man, oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's solid. And man. I was able to tie it in with Blank Man. I like doing like that too. And it was in, but both of them in Chicago, so. It's only a matter of time before they... I was wondering why you moved uh, Meteor Man to Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that good. A nice little surprise <laughs> ending. And I like how you tied it into the to the DC universe. Yeah, because it doesn't... Uh, it's because another universe. The that, irony is that the Golden the Lords that, yeah. are in the Marvel universe. Yeah, they're in the Marvel universe. Yeah, the Meteor Man is in the Marvel universe. But, I mean, like, doing it that way, you'd never have to say, that's Superman. You just know. Yeah. The planet explodes, you saw a ship go by, and then the rocks, the planet turned green. And then... The very thing yeah. that killed Superman in another universe gives somebody superpowers. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I really do like that. Man, that's good. <sighs> There's nothing else to say. <laughs> oh, oh, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. We want to thank Jonathan Morris. Yes. For being a faithful fan of our overdue movie reviews and picture this. Um, Jonathan Morris works in Subway on Chloe Place. And he heard my voice and said, hey, are you Tad or Tony? And so he he's a, he listens to our episodes, and so we're really happy about that. We, we appreciate him listening and tuning in, and we thank you all for listening. Um, please share this episode and every episode that we've done. And if you have contacts in Hollywood, let them know. Share this with them. Share the, the If you're friends with any of the actors or people that we mention in this in our series, um, let them know. Let them know. Tell them because they might be interested in it. Because if we're as excited about these projects as we're talking about them, they might be very excited too and might want to actually do them and we can make these things come to life. But we need your help in spreading the word. But Jonathan Morris, we really appreciate you. We really thank you for tuning in and listening. If you have any other fans out there, please contact us on our yeah, socials. Reach Let out us know. Say, hey. Um, Jonathan Morris gave us a great idea for our next overdue movie review. We're, we'll do Falling Down in our new season um, with Michael Douglas, which is a really good movie. I'm glad that he picked it. I didn't even <laughs> think about Falling Down. But it's just like it's like that old saying, there's this thing in the comic books, um, I think it was The Killing Joke. But the Joker said, the only difference between you and me, Batman, is one bad day. One bad day, yeah. And in falling down, Michael Douglas has a really very bad, bad day. day. Yeah. <laughs> and this is like, okay, you think to yourself, I wouldn't, I wouldn't respond like that, but we never know what we might do in a situation unless we're actually put in that situation. But um, thank you John, again, Jonathan Morrison. Just thank you all for allowing us to share these pitches with you all. I, I mean, I really it felt good to hear. Jonathan Morris go, you know, I love you all's Back to the Future pitch, especially yours, Tannen's Revenge. He knew the actual pitch, the, the title of the pitch that I gave right, by yeah. heart. So. Oh, that's pretty amazing. That, that's, that, that's, that's worth what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. The fact that somebody's listening and enjoying it and loving it just as much as we do. So. Yeah, and, and follow us on all the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, of course, you know, like I said, like Tony said, if whatever whatever pr platform you're listening to this, the podcast on, share mm -hmm. it with your friends. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're everywhere. So just share what the, what you can listen to us on whatever app you use for for podcasts. That's right. Um, but yeah, check us out on all of our socials. Picture this. 
Uh, this week, of course, Black, Black Man, Man and Meteor and Man. The Meteor Man. <laughs> I, I want to see yours more than I want to see mine now. <laughs> I want to see yours, too. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you next week.